0: three. Hello and welcome to the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday, November 6th. I am Alex Kazora joining me as always, Dave Bryan, SteelersDepot.com here for the next hour to answer whatever is on your mind. We'll get the stream started in just a moment. Pittsburgh coming off that Thursday win over the Tennessee Titans, 20 to 16 to move to five and three on the year, and that was important because the AFC North, as you guys can see in the title, is heating up. Dave, as always, thanks for being here. How you doing?
1: I am doing fantastic on this Monday evening. Getting uh, got all the all 22 downloaded from the uh, Packers Rams game and about about ready to jump in that here probably within the next 24 hours and all and get ready to see if the Steelers can beat the Packers on Sunday
0: all right good deal so uh, if you are new here Dave and I will answer your questions until 8 p.m eastern time no obligation to do so but if you want a guarantee of your question being asked and answered you can send us a super chat and move to the front of the line if you guys though could at least like the stream would really appreciate that bring in more Steelers fans to the conversation so with that in mind, let's go ahead and get through the questions here. zach 94 will start it off, and he says, Hey Dave and Alex, Holcomb injury is all the more painful as it finally felt like we were getting some stability at inside linebacker after too many years. Hopefully his injury is something he can bounce back from. My question is, since Cole is the only inside linebacker with a multi-year contract, would either of you bring back one or one of or both Quan and Roberts? If so, for how much and for how long? How would a re signing affect Mark Robinson, too? Should note Roberts is on a two year deal, Quan on a one year deal. So Roberts under contract through next season. But um, based on what I've seen so far, at least with Quan, yeah, I'm certainly interested in bringing him back. I think it's been a positive presence, locker room, energy. I think he can still run, still a good athlete. So certainly I would entertain that idea, Lumber
1: yeah, as long as that get too expensive, you would have to think if he stays healthy and plays at the level that uh, uh, that Kwan has played so far this season. And obviously, you got nine games, what nine 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 games left in the season, but uh, I wouldn't imagine he'd be interested in another one-year veteran benefit contract. Uh, but uh, and also, you probably don't want to be- break the bank on it, and you you have to wonder: you know, is, is inside linebacker going to be a a position this team addresses? let's say in the first three rounds of, 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 of this next draft. So that's, that's maybe something else to, to, to think about when it comes to that. But, uh, uh, the way he's played right now, as long as we're not talking, getting, getting too expensive, I think you entertain, uh, another one year deal on him. Uh, you know, maybe a two year deal if, if you can get it split right, where you could, you know, potentially cut him after one year, if you had to, but, uh, I mean, I, I think you certainly uh, up until this point, I think you entertain bringing him back. I think it all depends on cost and obviously how he how he plays in these final nine games.
0: Sure. And it shouldn't cost too much. He played he's played for the minimum the last two years. Right. With the right. Jets last season in Pittsburgh this year. So even though the quality of his play has been fine, it, it may be a bit more, but nothing. And Pittsburgh has hardly any other money to spend or hardly any other free any agents to spend money on. So it should be there if they want to. All right, Luis Cervantes, is there any news on Minka Fitzpatrick? No, not right now. Mike Tomlin will have his press conference tomorrow at noon, and hopefully we'll learn more then. It is kind of interesting, Dave. We not really heard much about Minka. He did not go on IR this past week, and so that was a a positive sign that suggests he won't miss, you know, four or more games. But for how severe the injury looked and how important he is, you thought there'd be a report on something, but it's been pretty quiet.
1: Yeah, I think the best part maybe here is uh, maybe no news is good news. And especially mm-hmm. when you when you circle back to uh, 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 this past Thursday afternoon, the fact that he did not get placed on IR uh, would lead you to believe that they would expect him back, you know, before four games. Uh, and then obviously you've got a long, uh, you know, a long week. Here. I mean, there was, uh, you know, there was no way. in you know, he was going to play obviously, uh, against the, against the Titans and you would think it was, it would be a, a bit of a stretch to, for him to play against the Packers. But, uh, uh, hopefully Mike Tomlin will be asked about it Tuesday. I don't know if you're going to get much of, of an answer. You know, he didn't give much of an answer on Cameron Hayward. that he turned around and opened <laughs> his, opened his window, right? Uh, right. uh, on him there. So, uh, may, may, Maybe the like I said, maybe the best thing here is no news is good news when it comes to him, and we'll just wait and see if Mike Tomlin uh, addresses it uh, on 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 Tuesday. Uh, do you really need him against? Uh, I mean, you obviously like to have him for one of the two games upcoming up in in the division, right? So maybe you can get him back for the game against the Browns. I, I would. My my optimism has me thinking maybe he'll he'll try to give it a go against the Browns and maybe at latest against the against the Bengals.
0: I hope so. Um, hopefully, Tomlin will be leaving the light on for him. If he does that tomorrow at his Tuesday presser, then that'll be an encouraging sign. If it's a rule out or essentially a rule out, then that's gonna maybe tell you about where he sits. So we'll just wait and see what Tomlin has to say. Mike Odesso, our friend back in the live stream, says these fines are really out of control this year. Where does the money go, and do you think the Steelers cover them, especially in Jalen Warren's situation? NFL fines go to charity. I don't know what charity. I'm sure they're split up among multiple of them, but that is where they go, broadly speaking. And while I think any Steeler would be smart to not say this publicly, and I don't think it happens often, given the fact how aggressively Warren has been fine basically playing for free I'm betting there are some players behind the scenes picking up that tab uh
1: I mean obviously the front office can't do it with, sure, because uh, uh, it'd be a salary cap uh, I don't I don't you know don't think if, no I, I I I as I don't think any players are chipping in on uh, I would be surprised if that was I the case, you know, I learned not to speak in absolute, but I, I don't, I don't think anybody's saying uh here's here's forty something thousand dollars, Jalen. I mean, I
0: think it'd be a pool. I don't know if it'd be one guy, but I don't know. T.J. Watt seemed pretty upset about it. I think he can can afford something something to help him. I, I don't know. I, I think it's gotten at this point so egregious. I mean, the guy's literally played for free in four total I games this season. I just, I, I think it's ridiculous.
1: I. I- I'll just repeat what I said. I, I, I would be surprised if okay. anybody's dipping in their pocket to help, help them out when fair. it comes to that.
0: Fair, fair enough. But, um, yeah, fines do go to charity. So I can tell you that, uh, you know, with, with a, a confident answer. Uh, let's see. Kyle Smith says, Hey Dave. So as, as you said, you're happy Monday yins. And so we appreciate you guys being here. Be sure to like the stream. That'll bring more Steeler fans into the chat. Uh, EST 1909 ENT says, I agree. Kenny is inaccurate and all, but to compare him to Stroud is not equal. Stroud was the number two pick for a reason. Steelers would have to be terrible for a player like Stroud. I assume this goes off the conversation Dave, you and I had on the podcast today, kind of doing a deep dive evaluation into Kenny Pickett, where he's at mentioned CJ Stroud coming off that grade five touchdown performance in that win over Tampa Bay yesterday, what what is your response or thought to someone who says you can't even compare Stroud and Pickett because they weren't drafted in the same range?
1: Well, we we weren't comparing them; we were ranking. We mm-hmm. were ranking the quarterbacks around the league, you know. But I mean, w- without a doubt, I mean, look, I mean, Strouds only has a small selection of games underneath his belt, but I mean, you got to admit he's been impressive so far, right? You know, Incredible. So Yeah. Uh yeah. You know, I, I. I mean where do you draw the line of where you can, can, can compare quarterbacks, you know, uh, round in years and all like that. I mean, I, I, Stroud's playing well, there's no two ways about it. And, and Kenny's not playing as well as Stroud. And I, I mean, I think that's where, where the conversation ends. I mean, they, they both were first round draft picks. Obviously one was higher, uh, pedigree, uh, uh, uh than the other one. But I mean, you know, j- just look at what Kenny's, You know he's got the 20 games. The reason we went down that rabbit hole today is because we've talked quite a while since since uh, he was he was Kenny was drafted. That you know it's probably good to give a good 20 games. Now uh, come come the 20 game mark at at at, at CJ Stroud, you'll probably need to take a hard look and see where he's at. You know And, and look we've seen quarterbacks come into the league and just light it up at first, and then once defensive coordinators get a good 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 read on them, then you know, some things change. So we're going to have to see if that happens when it, when it comes to, uh, to, to Stroud.
0: Sure. You're right. It is a small sample size and you want to let seasons play out for Pickett and for Stroud and all these quarterbacks before you can really take a look back and say, okay, here's the body of work because things change on the fly, game to game, quarter to quarter, half of the season, first half versus second half. I, I, I would respond to this comment from EST in two different ways. Um a, Pickett and Stroud were both considered franchise quarterbacks by their franchise, regardless of the round they were taking or the strength of the quarterback class. Houston declared Stroud is our guy. Pittsburgh declared Pickett is our guy. And so I think in that sense, they, they can be compared. And again, you can talk about guys that were taken 15th overall or 10th overall. Or, you know, Lamar Jackson was a 32nd pick. Could you not compare him to Kenny Pickett because it was mid round first pick versus late around first pick. I mean, we talk about just those guys early in their careers kind of really showing those moments of brilliance that make you say, okay, this is the guy. Second, I would say, to Dave's point, it doesn't really matter. You're competing against the guys you're competing with regardless of who got drafted where. And if you rank Kenny Pickett among the AFC quarterbacks, he's closer to the bottom than to the top. And, you know, can you win long-term if you're playing at that disadvantage? Not impossible, but it's going to be tough to do come playoff time. So that was really the... I think scope of our conversation today, Dave. All right. uh, Let's see what we have here. Mike says, has Kenny Pickett gotten better in terms of not bailing in the pocket because of growth or more because of the knee and rib injuries forcing him to avoid contact? I hope it's growth, but it really seems like the latter, maybe both. I think both could be a play here. Sometimes you're forced into things and you find out, you know, that, that you can make it work. But I do think, I think pocket presence and navigating the pocket is something that can be grown and and taught and learned and uh, something that I think a lot of young quarterbacks struggle with early. Mason Rudolph had that issue early in his career. He improved upon that. So it may be a combination of things, Mike. But regardless, I think Pickett has done a much better job of staying in the pocket, navigating and moving within the pocket, and he's made some plays because of it.
1: Yeah, we hit on that. You know, It's one of the things that we talked about uh, earlier today on the show, that it, it does feel like he's made some improvements in, in, in that area for sure.
0: Yeah, so that is certainly one thing that we uh, both praised him for in that conversation today. Let's see. Next question comes from our own David O., who says, What will the Steelers announce at 3 p.m.? tomorrow let me pull up that post here for the site as we talk about it dave what, what do you think it's got to be a color rush related thing
1: right? uh, that's the first thing that popped in my head uh some people I, is there some sort of toy story thing aren't they in it the nick it, uh the nick thing that they're doing uh nickelodeon thing is it,
0: is it well they did uh, have that toy story game and was it the falcons game earlier this year did yeah. they? It was Toy Story. Arised, yeah. I forget the whole circumstance. I, I, okay. I, I, yeah, we don't have the post on it yet. Um, but it's got to be Color Rush. And now you think it might be? I think it's gonna be for the the Packers game. You think it might be the Patriots game?
1: I think it might be the Patriots game, but I mean, obviously, it could 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 be uh, because you know the th- it's a Thursday night game and all like right. that against the Patriots and all like that, prime time at home, uh, th- that kind of thing.
0: They do seem to wear them in prime time, so that that may be true rather than a 1 o'clock game. So,
1: Short answer, don't know for sure.
0: Yeah, but something 3 p.m., and we'll find out by then tomorrow. Jack says, finally caught one at the beginning. Thank you, Jack, for being here. Question for you, Alex and Dave. How good does Darius Rush have to be in order to be a figure for the future like Joey Porter Jr.? So what are you looking for from Darius Rush the rest of the season, Dave?
1: Uh, for him just to continue to get more snaps, first and foremost, I was a bit surprised they used him as much as they did in that game against the Titans, quite honestly. Uh, and um, he moved around quite a bit too, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he was a slot. He got free safety work late in that game, had that dropped interception. So he got, you know, his dime packages, but he got moved around quite a bit.
1: I mean, you, you want to see him, hey, just get – continue to get some level of snaps uh which he got (laughs) like i said uh, i would have bet you money uh but you know uh uh if, if any injury didn't happen that that uh he wouldn't have got uh that amount of snaps uh that that he got in that game and you know first and foremost i want to see him continue uh to get snaps let's see he got 30 snaps in that game he played uh uh, in the box six snaps, he played slot 18 snaps. He played wide corner one snap. And as you mentioned, even some free safety, five snaps in that. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, on top of him getting snaps, to say, you know, if he continues to get these kind of amounts of snaps, is is he going to be c- continue to be moved around? And, you know, how comfortable is he uh you know, in these snaps that he gets. Now I have, I know we have a film room on him up on the site. Uh, I have not gone back through specifically and looked at, you know, and focused in on him on a defensive side of the ball to kind of get a feel how he played overall. But uh, I I think it's a positive in and of itself that even, you know, Levi Wallace was, was, was up for this game. Uh, You dressed all those corners that you did. uh, Now when Mika comes back, how's that going to impact him? You know, uh, is he going to go back to the inactive list? You know, time will tell. I I just think it's an overall positive that they trusted him enough to put him on the field for thirty snaps in that game.
0: Sure, I mean. I don't know what their alternatives were. Miles Killebrew, they they talked up Killebrew all week and then they went with Rush, but I think Rush was the better option because he's the better athlete, you know, more natural cover guy. But I, I think to the question, what does Rush have to show? You said a day, he just gotta play. It was his first right. interval snaps of his career. He just got to Pittsburgh, he's been on three teams this season. Dude's gotta just be able to to settle in, stabilize, digest the playbook. Place some hopefully on special teams potentially, get some defensive snaps in there, just start working to learn and figure out what you really have to work on. So he was kind of a raw guy coming out, had some injuries in college. He's an athletic type of dude. Um, but it's really just about absorbing snaps right now. Right. All right, let's see. We got a fellow, Alex, says. So you, much-
1: you broke him down. Did, weren't you the one that did the uh, did the – breakdown on him
0: the scouting report yeah i was a big fan of rush out of uh, south carolina i know that cam smith got the attention but i thought rush could have been a dude and so i was surprised to see him drop and get cut but i'm happy he's in pittsburgh right now Mm -hmm. uh fellow alex and we'll get to a super chat here in just a moment but uh alex says let me scroll back up so much attention has been on the offense but the defense is 30th in total yards this year which is a lower ranking than the steelers offense why is terrell austin not getting more blame Two reasons, um, the, I mean, a couple of reasons. A, the defense has been better than the offense. Yeah, in yards per, per game, that's not been the case. They've been on the field a lot too. Uh, points per game, though, they are much better. And the name of the game in the NFL is points scored and points allowed. Um, the defense has made splash plays. They've made impact plays. They've allowed a lot of big plays too, but they have made a lot of positive impact plays. And when Matt Canada gets all the heat that he gets, that kind of takes up all the air in the room and allows Trelostin to kind of walk scot-free without much uh, thought.
1: Yeah, I think you. I think you put that uh, uh, best there. Uh, overall, look, uh, we. It would be nice to see from a statistical standpoint them not be on the field so much for from from their own doing. Uh, here, I mean, they gave up some some big third downs even to a guy like Levis, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this game, uh, the uh, you know, and, and as you mentioned, one of the biggest reasons probably he's not getting the he, uh, more heat than what he's getting is the fact that. They've been able to keep they've been able to keep keep the score down on on that right. side of the football overall there so uh statistically yes you would like to see you know especially things like they're adjusting net yards for passing attempt number come come down in line more which means uh they're playing well in the passing game you would like to see them especially early in games do a better job of stopping stopping their, they seem to cool down a little bit after halftime don't they
0: I'd have to look at the numbers. I mean they did a good maybe, job in the second half so against Tennessee. Against, yeah. Yeah. Uh you might be right. I mean it's it's probably been some some give and take.
1: Uh, you know, you gotta keep 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 from giving up some of these third downs that they're giving up. Uh you know, especially to, to Levis. You know, some of these recent ones stick out in your mind uh first and foremost. I think overall, I was worried about Derrick Henry starting to get his legs in the second half of that game Mm -hmm. because that's a recipe for disaster when you let that guy start running downhill uh, uh, on you. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, they held Derek in in check overall, and I think uh, it's hard to pick you know, generally they, they tend to like to pick poisons and stop, stop the poison there. And they, they kind of went, I guess, twofold at that saying, look, we want to make sure, you know, we stop the run and then we're going to take Joey Porter Jr. Let him follow around uh, Hopkins, you know, mm-hmm. a, 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 and and try to c- control that po- po- poison over there. Uh, they're going to need that defense to continue to play uh, good, especially when you get into these games against Cincinnati, uh, who, who else they, they played? It's going to be a I mean, little you bit see of a Baltimore challenge. again. I think Seattle's yeah, got some weapons.
0: Even the offense Seattle. perfect. Yeah, I think there's some challenges ahead for this team.
1: Right. You, you, know, you, you would hope that you, in these final nine games are statistically better. Uh, now, it, it doesn't matter if you're statistically better you're not keeping them out of the end zone. So the same level of, 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 of keeping them off the scoreboard combined with being statistically better overall. And they're going to play some teams that you would think I mean, the Packers, you know, you, you would you I I've, I've watched the TV version of that. Obviously, yesterday against the Rams, they had like what five explosive plays in that game. And I think two of them were runs maybe on the edge and a couple other ones to the to the tight end. They didn't look that daunting overall uh, offensively there so that, you know, this it feels like this could be a get right game for them. This one. Uh, uh, and, and what a time to do that ahead of playing ahead of playing the Browns
0: yeah yeah for sure so I think that that's the answer there on Austin got a 5 dollar super chat from monkey business who says has Holcomb been the green dot guy and if so who do you guys think will take over those duties Dave your thoughts on the green dot question
1: well I think it's been Holcomb right
0: I believe so. I know it sometimes can shift and change, that. and he's not been 100% snap of the guy, so I imagine someone else has been handling that, but I, I imagine, you know, I think Holcomb is one of those central hub communicators that Tomlin talks about.
1: Right. Uh, who's going to get it, Alex?
0: Juan uh, I, mean, I think Juan. I mean, he's, he All did right. that in Tampa. He's going to p- probably become a true every-down type of dude. Mika, potentially, whenever he returns, but my guess it'll be majority Juan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, short answer, I, I, you will have to wait and see on that. Maybe Mike Tom will be asked about it, but I mean, Quan's going to, they're, they're both, they're both going to obviously see a lot of playing time and mm-hmm. uh, uh moving forward there. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's going to be Quan.
0: I got another super chat. Very generous $120 from Pierre Miller, realtor in San Antonio says, not really a question, just a statement. You're on my bucket list, Alex, to sign one of my terrible towels. Once I get back up to La Trobe, you and Dave are the best. Love the porter asked to follow Hopkins around. Pierre, thank you so much for the super chat and the kind words and the autograph. It'll devalue the terrible towel, but I, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that all the same. I have the worst signature ever. I really have had that leg- legitimate thought of, like, I'm going to take a class to get a good signature because I just have this, like, scribbly fifth grade signature have not changed it. It is, it is ugly and embarrassing. So I will work on that. And then I will sign that terrible towel appear.
1: Well, I have a great, great signature a, because I got a little bit of a shake to, to me in second, because my, my penmanship is absolutely horrible. Uh, Uh, you know, and, and, uh, I just, I just never wrote well, period, uh, there. So mine looks hard to read. And isn't that a cool autograph when you, when it, when it, when you can't read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And, uh, that's why we type. That's why we are, uh, definitely online. I I can't
1: even type. I I hunt and peck if you can believe it or not. I, I never learned how to type.
0: And as Pierre says, yeah, I love that about Porter to be like that alpha that just says, hey, coach, I want to take their top guy, not shy away from that. We've talked about it today. Pittsburgh traditionally has not traveled their corners, have not done so since like Taylor, essentially for them to allow Porter to, to do that, for Porter to have the gumption, let's say, to do that. I think it says a lot about uh, his character and the kid.
1: Hey, that was another, you know, you talk about Rush getting the snaps that he got. The fact that that, that, that Porter was allowed to travel like that was another kind of shocking thing uh in, in that game against the titans
0: yeah it was and so we'll see if that continues based on the results it certainly may we want to just kind of skip ahead here briefly i think we have a new user to the stream nate left I, I i definitely butchered that uh there but we'll call him nate he was asking where to submit questions right here in the chat and he did submit one says how much of anthony mcfarland jr would you like to see It'll be minimal. I imagine he'll be the starting kick returner, go back to that, uh, you know, where he was in week one and should do well there. seemed like they had maybe be some sort of fourth down passing package for him in that 49ers game. He caught that one pass on fourth down. So there may be a certain small subsection subsection of plays, but, you know, in the backfield, that's going to be the Najee Harris and Jalen Warren show.
1: Yeah, and you know another thing, you don't just want to bring him into the game, and then you know with 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 the with the flashing red light on his on his helmet. Uh, I would imagine if he you know assuming he he's active, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with these running backs right now with with all of them on there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's gonna have to be inactive, you think?
0: If they all make it to Sunday's right. game,
1: right? Because you might need an L, Well, I mean they. You could still elevate if you mm-hmm. wanted to, but I mean, e- even so, uh, if both of them survive uh, the roster till till to Sunday, uh, one of them is bound to be inactive. And if 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 Anthony's going to be your kick returner, that that might be leave Igwe Bukwe uh, as, as inactive if he does make it. Uh, I mean, what was he getting per game before he went down injured? Just you know, three four snaps or something like that. I mean, probably probably get that and maybe use them out of the backfield once or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was just the one game, so it's hard to really know what the all plan was and they were you know, had a couple of fourth downs if you don't have those, maybe he doesn't play at all, so minimal snaps but but kick returner for sure. So thank you Nate for asking the question.
1: How many snaps did he play against the 49ers? Like
0: 3, I want to say, at least 2, I want to say 3, maybe uh, four. 5. 5. Okay. What's 5. five. There you go. 5. Rob James, I'm hoping 2026 NFL Draft, he says that to David O. Yeah, there's a report from the fan that the NFL is looking into the 2026 NFL Draft being held in Pittsburgh. I think that'd be, it's overdue. I think it'd be, be pretty cool, Dave.
1: They wouldn't announce that until like a year from now, though, right?
0: I believe it'll be during the 2024 NFL Draft, so next April, I believe they'll announce 2026 location.
1: Okay, why are we just now learning today about the the Packers?
0: We learned the date of the draft. We knew it's been oh, Green Bay for draft. a while. Okay. The dates now uh, cemented. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Look, that'd be cool for for Pittsburgh to get. You know.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be great for the city. I think it's a city that can support it. They're going to come out, tens of thousands of people for sure. So it would be a great time. So hopefully that that uh, happens, Dave. All right, Kyle Smith, genuine question: How can you say give me the quarterback who excels in crunch time? but then say Purdy is better than Pickett. Kenny wins the games late. Purdy throws them away and on a stacked roster. This again goes back to the conversation Dave and I had this morning, ranking the quarterbacks on the podcast, and we did praise Pickett for winning games late.
1: We Wait. went out of our way to make sure that 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 we uh, highlighted the fact that he's won games late, and, and that being a quality of his.
0: Right. I guess Kyle's saying, how can you say that and still put Brock Purdy above Kenny Pickett?
1: Well, I mean, how many games has Brock Purdy lost as a starter, you know? Uh,
0: Not many. Recently, he's had those struggles. I think that's where it's coming from. We didn't say – we didn't rank the list solely of who's the most clutch quarterback in the fourth quarter. We said if there's an element to be good at, if you want to pick something, you know, if you can only pick one thing, better be late – better be good late than than early. But it was not the sole criteria for us ranking that list.
1: Right. And then, yeah, I mean, and and another thing, I mean, Purdy's coming up on – how many starts has Purdy made now? 14, 13
0: sounds about right. He started about, I don't know, week seven or so last season.
1: I mean, and he's obviously had a couple of, uh, he's come down off of his high horse. I mean, for, for, for every game that he had started up until a couple of games ago, uh, he was carrying well over, you know, uh, a, a, a seven adjusted net yards for passing attempt number, uh, on there. And obviously the last, let's see, Cleveland, uh, you know, obviously, was short some weapons in that game. Uh, Minnesota was a clunker, and then uh, I'm trying to remember if I watched how much of the Cincinnati game. Obviously, they didn't. You know, they they got beat. They've scored 17 points in each of their last three games after going 30, 30, 30, 35, 42. So, hmm. uh, may, maybe maybe teams have you know maybe defensive coordinators have found some kryptonite. But he was without. You know, some of those weapons right. uh, specifically against the Browns. Now, uh, they were on a bye, what, in week nine and they get Jacksonville. So, uh, but I mean, the overall, I mean, it's hard to, you know, outside of these last three games, you know, I, I don't think those the, these last three games trump mm-hmm. necessarily what he had done up until that point.
0: I agree. Again, we're looking at body of work, not just what's happened recently in big picture. Purdy, he benefits from the system and the scheme, no question. The talent, but he has been the better quarterback, I think. All right, want to get to Connor V super chat in just one second, but our friend Russ Obenstein is here, says we will do a donation again, uh, guys. But waiting on a new card. Uh, don't worry about that, Russ. No, no, no need to, no rush to. But we appreciate you being here and on Twitter. So hope you're you're doing well, man. Uh, Connor V five dollar super chat. Thank you, Connor. Says Dave and Alex. Glad I finally caught a live show. Appreciate all you do. Thank you so much. Here's my statement, time to unleash Mark Robinson. That is kind of maybe the wild card of the inside linebacker situation now that Holcomb is out for the season with uh, Quan Alexander and Alandon Roberts. Pittsburgh, I think, really liked having a three-man rotation at inside linebacker. Is, is there a way to fit Mark Robinson into that, Dave?
1: Definitely in anything that you think you're going to get run-related, <sighs> short yardage or stuff, goal line type situation, anything that involves him... Uh, uh, moving downhill. Uh, I think he's going to see some level of snaps moving forward. What that looks like. We'll start finding out here, uh, against the Packers on Sunday. Uh, but you do have more experienced guys, obviously in, 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 in Robertson Quan, And it's going to be, it's going to be hard. F- even with the out, it's going to be hard for, uh, to carve out some you know, uh, uh, volume area of snaps for him. But I, I think if you get an obvious short yardage situations or goal line situations, maybe that's a way that you can, can get him on the field. Remember, this is the same Mark Robinson that it was hard to get anything positive to come out of the mouth of Terrell Austin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, during right. the offseason about him talking about looking forward to, to, uh, to 2024 with him. So, uh, this is a guy that's probably still learning the finer details of playing, playing the inside linebacker position overall and specifically, you know, in, 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 in the NFL. So uh, I, I think they're going to carve out some snaps for him. It probably is not going to be as, as, as many as people would like, and they're probably going to be more rundown specific type things, I would think.
0: I agree. He's certainly a downhill guy. He's very similar to a Roberts. And so that makes it a bit tougher to find ways to get him on the field. I thought Holcomb, Alexander Roberts all had different and varying skill sets that made them a little more easy to, to mix and match. But I I, I think they're going to find a way to maybe even rotate just Robinson and Roberts a little bit and play Robinson 10 or so snaps a game, just to maybe take some of the workload off of Roberts, keep him a bit, a bit fresher and just get a different, different guy in there. So Um, probably not, it's not going to be as significant of a rotation as it, as it has been, but I think there'll be some sort of rotation with Robinson that, uh, I don't know, uh, third kind of add on to that group.
1: And the Packers are going to try to run the football first and foremost, you would think.
0: Yeah. And they got some, they got talented running backs and Aaron Jones and a big guy and AJ Dillon. So yeah, you want to be able to stop the run and make Jordan Love beat you. All right, let's see what we had. We have another super chat, or did, what, did I miss that? No, I think we got all the super chats. If you guys could like the stream, put out another call out for that and bring more people into the chat. would really appreciate that. But thank you guys for hanging with Dave and myself here for another half hour until the top of the hour. Jonathan Harvey says, I want to ask, can Kenny Pickett overcome his flaws of missing open receivers? Is that a coachable trait? I mean... You can't. You have to fix it. Obviously, there's no way to work around missing open receivers. That comes down to more of a technique and mechanic thing. And short answer, yes, that that probably can be fixed, but it's gonna have to get fixed here pretty quickly.
1: Look, one of the knocks on him right now is his accuracy, and and not only in you know just overall, not just the one throw to to George Pickens. Now he has made some nice throws, you know. Uh, There's there's no doubt about it, but he needs to get another. You know, three, four, five percent better uh, overall in, in 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 his accuracy. Uh, we made sure to highlight. You know, you go back to that uh, throw that he made to Deontay. Uh, well, uh, it was it wasn't that a third down throw in the game against the uh, the Rams on on that return route by uh, uh, Deontay. I mean, he put mm-hmm. that ball right on it. We've seen we've seen Kenny Pickett make. Tight windows, tight, tight windows throws. So it's not like he can't do it. We just need to see more of it now, and especially the wide, the wide open ones.
0: You know, sure, he's made some, you know, high level throws. I think downfield he can, he can be accurate. That throw to Deontay against Tennessee, that thirty-two yarder was a dime, just in the bucket, perfect, perfect throw. So he can, and his
1: back shoulder throws Mm -hmm. are, are, are. 9 out of 10 on the money.
0: Yeah, so there is some level of accuracy, but for a guy that was drafted, I think first and foremost according to Kevin Colbert and the team, because of his accuracy, you're looking for for more out of him. Jack says, another question, do you both view center as the biggest team need? It's up there. I think I'm I'm starting to lean towards corner now being the biggest need if if the season were to end today, Dave.
1: Man, I'd like to have a uh, I'd like to have a Uh, 10 year center (laughs) come come in uh, via, via the draft here. Uh, You know, they're, they're obviously going to keep evaluate and rush and you don't know what you, you you worry about Corey Trice and and the injuries that he's had uh, within that. So I, I think if, if I'll tell you the positions that I'm looking at right now, just put them in, in in any order that you want. Uh, center, uh, corner and inside linebacker. And I think you can make an argument, uh, for, for this team drafting another wide receiver in the top hmm. four rounds a, a, as well. I think, I think that argument, not, not first round, probably not second round, but third or fourth round. I, I think you can make a strong argument, uh, for, for that to be addressed. So those four positions mix and match, However you want, as I sit here right now, those would be the ones that I draw out and look center center and, and, and guard for some. We talk about this every year. It seems like come come draft time. Those positions get pushed down for whatever reason mm-hmm. uh, uh, overall. So, you know, might you and Lord knows where the Steelers are going to draft. This this next draft, you know, is this a an instance where late in the first round where they might be able to get the top center on the board? uh, You would think that you're not going to get a cornerback, a top cornerback on the board, uh, right where they pick. But then you turn around and they got Joey Porter Jr. at 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 32nd overall uh, there. Uh, Inside linebacker seems to more times than not be a position it gets pushed down a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the Steelers usually have pretty decent luck in the second, third, fourth round when, when it comes to to receivers. But from where I sit right now, those four positions I named off, uh, are, are in my head, at least right now. And I would like to see them come out, you know, if they could get a pedigree center, you know, uh, with, with maybe one of their first two picks. I agree, and
0: center is still a big need. So many great centers in this franchise's history. Let's go find another. Safety, I would mention as well. Try to find more of a you know mainstay than this rotation that Pittsburgh has between Casey and Neal, who are not getting any younger. I think receiver is a really sneaky need, a slot receiver for this team. A-Rob, his contract, he's not going to come back under those terms Could they rework something, potentially. Calvin Austin, I'm probably lower on Calvin Austin than maybe the, the global fan base right now. Um, there is a role for him, but I, I don't think he's that every-down kind of slot guy right now. So I think a slot receiver is a is a pretty hefty need for this team. All right, JJ Skywalker, five dollars super chat says hot take: the Steelers will finish fourteen and three. He says no, but seriously, just wanted to say love the coverage you guys provide. So thank you so much, JJ, for the super chat.
1: Look, we the way it is. You know, uh, the, the, the division games are going to be paramount. Uh, you know, not that they aren't anyway, but I mean, if you look at, at, at Green Bay, I think everybody listening uh, to this would, would agree that the Packers is a winnable game at home. Uh, the Patriots uh, on, on, on a Thursday night at Accra, sure, the way the Patriots are play, playing. Uh, Belichick might just tank this thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, come, come time that game rolls around. Uh, you would think that's a winnable game. The the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh you think that's a winnable game, at least from where we sit here right now. Uh, what else is non non non-division? Car- the Seahawks?
0: Cardinals. Seahawks. Oh, the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. yeah, the Cardinals. I mean that that that's that's four games right there that are not division that as we sit here right now, you would have to think that are winnable games for the Steelers. So uh Let's say they win three of those four, that puts them at eight wins. Uh, and if they're going to want to compete for anything, they're going to have to, they're going to have to win at least two more divisional games, right?
0: Sure. So if you map that out and say they even just go two and two the rest of the way in the North, they go four and two in the season in the division, that puts them at ten wins right there.
1: I mean. And the way this division – who who do, who, who do Steeler fans need to root for tonight in this game between the Chargers and the Jets? You have to root for the Jets, right?
0: I hadn't it's, – it's too early for me the to begin Jets thinking about that. Up
1: in, 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 in the standings, but they're most likely to, to kind of flounder, I would think, as, as the season uh, wears on. Unless so, Aaron
0: Rodgers returns in Week 16 or something. I believe if the Jets win tonight, they bump out the Bengals in the playoff yeah. race. Yeah. I believe you're right. I don't I mean, it could go either way. You could probably root for the Jets and just hope they they don't they can't sustain, but I don't know.
1: I mean when you look at I'm I'm pulling up the conference uh uh right now. Uh I mean Houston's hanging around, obviously. They're gonna probably have a say in this. Uh is Vegas gonna bounce back enough? No. Uh Tennessee probably not. Mm -hmm. Uh let's let's look at uh the teams outside the top 7 right now. Uh the Jets, Buffalo's going to have a say in this before it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Houston, Indianapolis probably not. So you really you got three teams outside of the 7 right now that and depending on maybe what the Chargers do tonight. Chargers can cannot afford to lose this game, I don't think tonight cuz they're 3 and 4. They'd be 3 and 5. Uh, with a one in four conference record uh, mm. in the AFC so it really would behoove them to win. so let's let's say you root for the Jets tonight and the Jets somehow pull this thing off. You're talking about the seven teams that, that, that are in there right now plus the Jets Buffalo and Houston. I mean 10 you, where I'm going with this is man you would think 10 wins would get you in in, in the tournament.
0: I would think so. I mean, you know, I think Pittsburgh will have enough maybe tiebreaker advantage, too, to help. So I, it's too early for me to really think about that. You're probably right, should root for the Jets. And hopefully if they win, that kind of pushes the Chargers really further out of that playoff picture. So probably the Jets. But I think I think the last quarter is when I really start entertaining these type of scenarios.
1: All right. But I mean, from where we sit right now, I mean, if they, if they get 10 wins however they get them— you know, you'd have to think that the Steelers have a good shot at getting in the tournament with 10 wins. Oh, yeah,
0: I agree. I Def- that's definitely enough. with 11. Sure, You know. sure. But I think 10, 10 will probably do it. Tim Chase, $5 Super Chat. He's a good friend of the live stream. Says, need a strong safety and future replacement for Cam in the draft? Your opinion? Yeah, I think strong safety to find a more known and every down guy would be ideal. And replacement for Cam? Yeah, I mean, it's something to think about. I think Keanu Benton... If, I mean, he's for that nose tackle end, but he's certainly something there that I think will be a fixture of this D line for years to come. Um, replacing Cam will be obviously a very, very difficult task.
1: I think this next draft coming up, we already named off several positions which they could go. You know, we try to find uh, one of them fifth round. Uh, what, what, what round did uh, the the kid out of uh, they're going to see him this week uh, uh, with the Packers?
0: Kenny uh, Clark.
1: Or... No, Brook. Uh, Brook. Uh, uh, what was the kid that? Uh, all the our the Dunbar went out to sea. That that we thought they would have interest in the small smaller school kid.
0: Carl Brooks. Carl Brooks. Green. There we go. Yeah, I think it was six, yeah. 6 round pick. I want to say.
1: Yeah, that. I think this upcoming draft maybe you'd look at trying to get a you know a a body type fit you know with with some upside and then in the in the two thousand and Twenty, getting my years mixed up here. Twenty-five draft, maybe that's the the time that you really look to go high in the draft, uh, for for because you're able to get those guys on the field a little bit quicker. You
0: mm-hmm. know, yeah. I mean, it just depends. It depends how much longer Hayward has. He looks. I just watched healthy. Brooks
1: yesterday too. He made a couple of plays. He he's a guy that the Steelers are going to have to contend with uh, uh uh this week.
0: Yeah, he's a athletic one gap penetrator. It was highly productive at Bowling Green. So so good player. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, I was going to mention this earlier off the the joke hot take super chat. If you want a real hot take, here's one from LV says Steelers. I see,
1: I see uh, our, our brother uh, Jeremy Pike in there, huh?
0: Hey, hey, Jeremy, you here? I, I, I didn't see that there in the chat. Jeremy, yeah, he, had a, here?
1: he had a couple of notes in there about the Steelers rush defense. I want to shout out Jeremy. If people don't know we added Jeremy uh, Pike to the uh, staff. Oh, how long ago has it been, Alex?
0: A couple months. Doing, a, doing yeah. a good job for the site.
1: Yeah, Jeremy's a real benefit to the site. Shout out Jeremy Pike. He added some, I thought I saw some stuff in there, him talking about second half run stats.
0: He says... Yeah, he,
1: yeah, you got it.
0: Just as an FYI regarding the defense, third quarter is the worst quarter for the run defense. They've allowed 6.2 yards per carry and three touchdowns. It's a full yard per carry more than the first quarter. So good mm-hmm. note there. I know that was the McCaffrey run was third quarter. Was it Jerome Ford run? Third quarter? I don't remember if that one was third quarter. I think it was second half, but good stat pull there from Jeremy. All right, uh, a hot take here for you guys to enjoy that uh, probably cooled off because it was from a little bit ago, but LV says Steelers need to fire all their position coaches and coordinators, defense included. No schemes, no creativity, relying on talent of Watt and Highsmith. Thoughts? No, I'm not going to fire everybody. I I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, You sound... Frustrated LV, so uh, not going to really entertain that much further. But no, that's not going to happen, nor should it happen.
1: You're going to see some change, I think, on this coaching staff uh, sure. on the offensive side of football. Probably, probably less so on the defensive side.
0: Yes, but not firing everybody. Not a literal fire sale there, LV. Jonathan Mason, how much does Kenny's lack of touchdown production concern you? It does. It's not these say all end all you don't want to box score scout entirely but there is an aspect of just putting points on the board and results and throwing touchdown passes is the name of the game for the quarterback position that's my highbrow analysis there and it's not really been there for Kenny Pickett so it's um part of that broader pie about this offense just not scoring many points
1: it's easier to explain away if you have if you're running it in down there <laughs> yeah which
0: is not happening either all that right. frequently
1: Right, and we talked a little bit on the podcast about kind of you know him, him him in the red zone, uh you know small sample size I in in totality just for the sheer fact that they haven't been down there as much and you know in 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 the games that Kenny's played in so far, so uh, definitely something to look at in the second half of this season is. You know, split the, split the season and a half. Make, draw the line in the sand right now from what you've seen from Kenny Pickett so far. And then let's see if how much he can improve on that in 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 these final nine games.
0: Well said. And that goes back to our discussion today. If you missed it, check out Dave and I as we talk about Kenny Pickett and his future during the Monday Terrible Podcast.
1: He got better second half of the season last year. The, the thing is, is you would have wished that, that what you saw in the kind of, you know, how he ended last year, at least statistically you would have seen, you know, in, in, in the first eight games this year. So, I mean, you, you expect progression in the second half of the season. You just wish you were progressing at a higher point than he's at right now.
0: Yeah. You can't start from zero every single year and then try to progress throughout. At some point you want to start, you know, getting the ball rolling early as opposed to waiting by week 10 to do it. Afton Ferred says, what will be the biggest challenge for the offense against Green Bay? To be honest, Afton, I have not even looked at the Packers defense yet. Depends on Kenny Clark, if he is available. He's a force in the Throwing middle. The football. You think for that secondary with Alexander yeah. and company?
1: Yeah, just in a little bit that I saw yesterday, and I've done some pre uh, kind of you know, stat scouting on some things on on, on them ahead of uh, downloading the tape and all. Their adjusted net yards for passing attempt number is, I just had, I just worked out the formula earlier today. Uh, their team defense adjusted net yards for passing attempt stat is 5.49 mm. right now, which is pretty damn good. I uh,
0: adjusted net yards for passing attempts, what, like 5.3? I think.
1: Is it that high? It's uh,
0: <laughs> sad if that's that if that's high, but I believe it's 5.28 or 5.3 if I remember my yeah, numbers. Yeah, we talked
1: about it this morning. Uh, let's see here for the season, his is 5 5.28. Okay. Right. There you go. And they have, believe it or not, they have I had to double check this. They had they have 20 sacks on the season. Uh, they've only allowed eight passing touchdowns and they have five interceptions on defense there. So throwing the football might be a little bit of a chore, uh, against them.
0: There's a good front. Rashawn Gary's having a good, Mm -hmm. good season for them. I think he just get paid and they just do a long-term deal with Rashawn Gary. I want to say so, um, he's Uh playing well for them. All right, just uh, two Super Chats just rolling on in. 99 people here in the chat. If we can make it to 100, I would love to see that. So if you guys could, uh, one last call out to like the stream, but we'll go through Tim Chase, $5 Super Chat. Thank you, Tim. Why do you think Kenny is sailing passes in the last two games? Ribs, maybe? Yeah, I mean, there's something to to be said about that. Now, I mean, not not, not the Jacksonville game, because when he hurt his ribs, he exited the game, didn't throw another pass. Um, That may be an element of it in the... Titans game, he's probably wearing some sort of jacket and just, it hurts, so that can mess with your mechanics and throw you off that way. So it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. He played that, that what he has to be judged by, but that, that may be a factor there, Tim, on, on some of the inaccuracies.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, we, we, I, he made throws in that game. He, he made other right. nice throws. Some of those out routes to Deontay, uh, the, uh, the drop in the bucket on that third down. I mean, can, can you cherry pick him? You know, and, and and blame some on the ribs?
0: Um, no, yeah, you can't sit there and excuse it all the way. I'm not excusing it. I just, I think it's it's logical that that's going to have an effect on him at certain times. Maybe the way he's motioning on a certain throw or if he just got hit. I mean, I, I think it's it's logical there's, there's something to be said about that.
1: I mean, he's making throws in almost every game. It's just we need to see a higher percentage of those throws.
0: Mm-hmm. The consistency. Accuracy. Of, and not just fourth quarter hero ball type stuff. All right, Pierre Miller is back. The realtor in San Antonio says agree 99.9% with Pickett on the podcast today. If we make the playoffs and win a playoff game, can you do the same exercise after the season ends? Absolutely, Pierre. I think we should go back and re- revisit things after 2023 wraps up.
1: I definitely think that what, what we talked about on the podcast today uh, after the 20-game mark as as a totality of those, of, of those games, and then uh look at specifically these final nine games uh and, and and have the same talk just based only on these next nine because we need to see an improvement in these next nine, right?
0: Sure. Although I think my evaluation will just come from the entire season together because it may be hard for me to start trying to pull those apart.
1: You know, well, if you make a conscious decision right now to, 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 to do that— well, you know. i got to do it
0: for the rest of the quarterbacks, too, and I'm not going right. to watch them enough to yeah, probably accurately separate everything. Right. Um, that's we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, though, for sure. Uh, Mike Adesso, before the season, I thought it was a foregone conclusion on both, but now not sure. Should the Steelers pick up the fifth year on Najee and offer Frymuth an extension this upcoming offseason? Yeah, I, I think both are looking far less likely than maybe they once were. Friermuth with his down year probably would not even want to do an extension because his value's at his lowest. And Najee, I'm thinking they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option, Dave.
1: Yeah, look from where where you sit right now, it's hard to justify that. Now when a fireman's got to get back on the field, and make some catches yeah. <laughs> in the sec, second half of the season. Here's the thing that a, a lot of people forget about too is the you know the, the the cash spending element of the NFL. You know this team's going to have to. Uh, they're not. They're probably not going to come close to. Uh, At least I don't I haven't sat down. I I did my initial cap look a couple of weeks ago during the bye week to see how this team uh, sits and all like that. And obviously there's going to be some moves. They're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to create cap space first and foremost uh, uh, when it just comes to the rule of 53. Now, that's easy to do. <clears throat> when you look at Alan Robinson, you know, the, the names that we pulled out, they're obviously going to have a decision to make with with Larry Joby, who's who's played well uh, overall. Uh, what are they going to do with Chiquama Corp for? You know, that that's a way to trim, obviously. So just looking at But obviously, too, when you make those when you make some of those moves from a cap perspective, uh, it cuts the cash perspective as well, too. Right because you're not spending that cash on there. And then also you have this, you know, the three year rule where, you know, the 90% of, 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 of the total amount of cap being spent in, in cash over a three year period. And generally I think that, and, and because of moving past, and obviously you, what, what are they going to do at the quarterback position and the cash expended on it where I'm going with this is even though they might not, spend a hundred or even 90% of next year's cap number in cash, they might still have to spend some cash somewhere mm-hmm. to help out in the three year plan. I, I, you know, I, it's, it's complicated to explain here in an answer late in a Q and a podcast here, but is that where I'm going is, is their hand going to kind of be forced to some degree to spend some cash on some of their own here, i.e. Pat Fryermuth. Now, by no means are you looking top of the market deal with him, but are you looking at a top 10 positionally with him? So might Fryermuth assuming he can get back on the field and make some plays and put together a half, at least a half a season that would be comparative to his previous two full seasons, might that end up with the end result of him getting paid top 10 tight end money because they have to mm-hmm. spend the cash
0: you see sure I, I hear what you're saying yeah if they're going to offer a deal that would would have been similar to what they would offered if he would have had a, a, a uh, if he hadn't gotten hurt and was catching 60 passes this year then sure he would do that but with the injuries I just wonder And, and if might, he, might
1: he get a mulligan though you know to, yeah. to, 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 to some degree
0: uh, a mulligan in the sense of of what
1: we we know we know what he can do, and mm-hmm. yeah, half of his season was wiped out, but by injury. Uh, I long story short, I see, I still see the likelihood of Friermuth getting an off-season deal. The probability a lot more related to okay. that than I do Najee getting his fifth-year option picked up.
0: Fair, we'll watch both, and we'll get our answers uh, during that time. But yeah, I, I think it's possible, but it just depends if Pittsburgh is. If they're trying to lowball him and get him on the cheap because of the, the down season, then Frymuth's going to shut that down pretty quickly. Uh, I just want to have a question or a response here about Nolan Bowers asking about our rating of Kenny Pickett. That was us just kind of, and again, charitably, just kind of going through a quick list. We called him the 23rd best quarterback in football, I believe 13th in the AFC. So that was our we're more of a ranking than a rating of, of Kenny Pickett in his current uh, place in the NFL. And speaking of Nolan, says uh, with a $5 super chat, how disastrous a second half of the season does Kenny need to have for the Steelers to select a quarterback in round one of next year's draft? It would have to be pretty <laughs> bad. And yeah. it stays in the podcast today. Pittsburgh will not be in a position to get a Drake May or a Caleb Williams or somebody like that. So even the logistics of doing that will be tough to do, even if they wanted to draft a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I would be, I, yeah, I, I would be shocked. I mean, it would have to be catastrophic bad to even think about them drafting a quarterback in the first couple of rounds, you know?
0: Yeah, now, should they? You know, that's a different discussion. But will they, which is the question, I think they're going to stick they're with him.
1: They're going to be married through, to, to, to Kenny at least through next season.
0: Right, at least through 2024. Tim Chase, what about signing Martavis? He's got workouts with the Cowboys and Titans. I think that chip has sailed.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, it's a great story. I you root for this guy. I mean, uh, but I, I think his best days are behind him.
0: I know he was rusty, but he looked pretty cooked in the XFL. I think Matthew Sexton outproduced him in the XFL, which is not a good sign. All right, let's go through a couple of names that maybe we haven't gotten to in the chat. Um, Woods, uh, any idea about the big announcement tomorrow at 3? We'll see. Maybe it feels like color rush for some upcoming home game. That's my guess, but we will see. Uh, Sebastian, who are your top OC prospects coming off for next year? I've, I've kicked around some names personally, but I'll wait until the off season. And once Canada is officially gone for that to become a talking point.
1: Yeah. I haven't really even given it much thought.
0: Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Any questions? Um, can Joey Porter's tackling improve by how much? Sure. It can improve with technique. Um, he's never going to become, I think a great, great tackler, but he's got the ability to tackle and tackle well, so sure.
1: Yeah, and he's got the want to, I think. So there's that. Mm-hmm. You can work you can work with people willing to put their face in the fan.
0: Right, right. Uh Knight Rider 16, do we even know if his coaching staff can develop a quarterback? They never had to with Ben and the guys they had at quarterback since hasn't really gotten better. I mean, it's, you know, some of these guys didn't work with Ben or, or work with him long, Mike Sullivan, Matt Canada, et cetera. I have to look at their, their track record, Sullivan has coach, Eli Manning, and uh, people like that. So it, it's a fair question, though, because, yeah, this you know, Tomlin came into the franchise with Ben, and this this was new for him about finding a new quarterback and molding and developing a, a new quarterback.
1: Yeah, you got to have a quarterback yep. for sure.
0: Jonathan Harvey, who would be a good mentor for Kenny Pickett to help him grow as a player? It's the quarterback room. It's Mitch Trubisky. It's Mason Rudolph. It's his quarterback's coach. But I mean that that that's who's out there.
1: And look, I mean he's a very mature guy. You know, I don't I don't worry about Kenny putting in the work mm-hmm. or, or, or anything along, along those lines. And uh, you know, to hear him talk, he likes you know, the guys that they have in the room right now. But uh, the further he gets along in, into this, he's going to be the one helping the other guys <laughs> right. uh, uh, before too long. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see how, how are, you know, I, you, you don't worry about Kenny from a, from a attitude, mental uh, uh, gumption, uh guts, uh, you know, all, all, all the, the, the tangibles that you talk about with, with all that. I, I don't, I don't worry about him. He's a very mature guy and all like that, you know? So, uh, and he's a
0: worker dude works hard. Right, so yeah, I'm not right. worried about that one iota, uh, George between Alexander Robertson, Holcomb, if he recovers from the injury, well, they all seem to be happy and sharing each other on is that trio worth keeping together. Sure. Again, Holcomb under contract, Roberts under contract, Alexander is not. You can bring Alexander back. I don't think it's going to cost that much. So um, that is possible to keep that group intact.
1: Yeah. How many times? I mean, it it would be somebody that you probably try to get done right around March, right?
0: Before free agency begins? Right. Ideally, sure. I mean, I bet you Alexander has has enjoyed his time in Pittsburgh. But money talk, so we'll see. But I think Pittsburgh, again, they're free agents. They don't have many other notable guys to spend money on. They can do it if they want to. Um, I think Tim Chase asked about this. We didn't, didn't talk about this. Who's going to be the starting right tackle in Pittsburgh for Sunday? Is it, is it Broderick Jones? Is it a core four? I have no Man, idea. That's a
1: great question. Uh, you know, personally, I think you, you uh, how many times can you take the toothpaste? <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Put it back in the Broderick Jones tube.
1: I wouldn't want to be brushing my teeth, but <laughs> <laughs> you take it out and put it in, uh, you know, that's like use preparation H, right? <laughs> okay. Different, different uh, taste. but, uh, I think everybody's hope is at that, that, that this point that, that, it's, that it's Broderick Jones, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A core four was not benched for poor play, and so he was in Tomlin's doghouse. I don't know what they're going to do. It would not shock me if they went back to a core i I'm almost kind of leaning towards that happening, but I think Broderick Jones has to start somewhere, left tackle, right tackle. Just 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 start the dude, play the dude. He's playing well. Yeah. Uh, we have time for maybe just... Quickly, rapid-fire questions. I want to get through a couple. How much do you trust Mark Robinson? Haven't seen much of him, but but I like Robinson against the run, so I want to see him out there a little bit.
1: I mean, it's still, we're, we're talking about a small sample size with him in reality, though. Sure, you know? very small. This, You've seen a lot more than I have of him at training camp, you know?
0: Yeah, and coverage is still going to be a, a concern for him. Does Kenny have a sports psychologist? It's Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would be helpful, but I, I don't know if he does or not. I don't know if the, the team. I assume has somebody on staff or somebody they could connect them with.
1: I think I think Kenny's handling it all great from a mental capacity of of it. If anything, maybe sometimes he's pressing a little bit too hard.
0: Yeah, I think that has improved throughout the season. I think he started the year pressing too much, maybe trying to prove, "Hey, we are a great offense. We have to show that we're this great unit that everyone's talking us up to be." I don't know, but I think that has calmed down to some degree. Uh, anything else here? I can go through really quickly favorite Steelers game of all time I mean Super Bowls obviously maybe it excludes Super Bowls and playoff games but the Packers and Mike Wallace uh... I, I
1: was just thinking that <laughs> because I just pulled up all the data on on the Steelers history against the Packers and 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 that game that came down to the bin uh, to, to Mike Wallace uh at, at the end uh uh that that's an easy one to go to yeah. just because it's Packers week, <laughs> right, right
0: yeah we'll, we'll go with that for Packers week last one we'll get to uh, any chance to Steelers move, Nick Herbig, to inside linebacker? Cheers from Brazil. That's my friend uh, Saloon out there in Brazil. I could maybe see some different 3 3S linebacker packages. Not really more of a full-time move, though, of Herbig inside. Right. Uh, all right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate the support and the many super chats. You guys had a great turnout and fantastic questions tonight. So you can see an archived version of this on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Dave Bryan, as always, thank you for being here as well.
1: Well, thank you for the great job you do with handling all these questions. And thank you for everybody for attending tonight. And if you get a chance, hop on over to steedersdepot.com and say hello and read some of the work they do over there. And as I always like to say, stay safe and peace and love.
0: All right, guys, again, catch a version of this on the site, the archive version, in just a little bit. Check out the site. Check out the channel for more content on the way. Thank you guys so much for being here and watching.